Hey man, what up? You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with your host, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee, man. These are some good old boys from New Orleans, and you should just kick back, open your ear holes, and listen, man. Have fun. JMU saying snooch to the dooch. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of... The Magic R-Way. Magic R-Way. Magic R-Way. Magic R-Way. The Magic R-Way Podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Asante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Are We podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. And on this show, we invite you to feel the libations. Feel it, feel it. We are artistic buffs talking about busy stuff. And this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicAreWay.com is where you can find us for this episode. We discuss this pelts activist investor person. And we have some listener email. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Depending. It depends how long we ramble on for. And look, this isn't your typical polished practice Pixie Dust and Dizzy podcast. No, sir. We are not in the parks every day trying to tell you how Donald's Dining Delights is because simply we're not headed to China anytime soon. <laughs> That's right, Kevin. We're here to drink, talk some Disney, and apparently listen to Eli breathe. Yeah, so while you get your drink on, I'm going to get my breathe on. <laughs> breathe on. Yeah. yeah. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. I'm Eli. Very breathy Eli. And Lee. And hey, just here with the reminder, book with me in 23. Yay! Mm. Look at that sound. It's great. He's in the studio, guys. In the studio. No delay there, nothing. No delay, no nothing. No uh, no external background noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's surreal. It's crazy. No kids running in and out of the bedroom asking for stuff that's right <laughs> your wife in there asking you to please her every five seconds Good Lord. give five. it to me lee give it to me lee. five, se- five seconds all me, i baby. need <laughs> five seconds of fury <laughs> put it on mute for real quick <laughs> you knocked the laptop over and the best part is doing those five seconds patches is still there <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss some news and answer some emails. Here we are in the queue, and this is the segment in which we get to discuss all the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. And so for this particular one, we are talking about this activist investor thing. Uh, especially of one named Peltz. Is that right, Danny? That's right. Mr. Nelson Peltz, man, is a Disney proxy battle royal rumble for a seat on the Disney board of directors, man. Exciting stuff. Well, man, I'm, this is stuff way out of my wheelhouse, but I'm curious to know a little bit more about it. Um, I, I've read some words. Some of these words are really big words. Um, big some of these words. things I have no idea what's going on, no, but yeah. I have maybe a clue-ish. But I'm curious to get a little more translation and understanding, clarification. What the heck everybody's been talking about? Sure, man. No, no, no. For sure. First and foremost, we should ask the listeners to cut us some slack here. Okay? Because we're just getting up to speed on this stuff ourselves. And uh, we're artistic butts talking Disney stuff. We're not businessmen talking dividends. 
Hey! I like that. I like I did that. Uh-huh. Nice. So there's been a bit of a learning curve here for us as well, because we, we like to pay attention to a little bit of the business side of things, but it is yeah. kind of boring to an extent. So uh, we really kind of had to buckle down and kind of understand this. Buckle down. So I got the task of, of, of leading you through this, and here's what I got. So there's a gentleman by the name of Nelson Peltz, and he's a very large Disney shareholder who is demanding a seat on Disney's board of directors. Now, apparently the boards keep saying no, 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 but Nelson keeps saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I want to be on. I hear no, but I'm going with yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he, he's very de- he's very defiant. He, he wants his way up the chain. He 15 does. no's equals one yes, apparently. If they mean it right. So Nelson's now hoping he can persuade the shareholders, since he couldn't persuade the board, to say, yes, you can be on the board of directors. Nelson's issue seems to be that he's tired of watching the Disney stock continue to underperform, and he seems to believe he can help the situation. He says he's fine with Bob staying on as CEO for the time being, but he's not quite buying Bob Iger as the messiah that some may think him to be. And he thinks maybe Iger could benefit from what he calls a quote-unquote new perspective to improve performance. Fix yourself. Damn right. So he and his investment firm, Tryon Partners, launched its Restore the Magic campaign last week where they announced that Peltz would be running for a seat on Disney's board of directors. Now, Disney, from their side of things, says that Peltz wasn't granted a seat on the board because he doesn't have any quote-unquote track record in large-cap media or tech. And he has quote-unquote no solutions to offer for the evolving media landscape. No cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. They're recommending shareholders vote against appointing Peltz to the board because he lacks quote-unquote again a basic understanding of our industry by his own admission and that despite months of talks, Tryon hadn't actually presented a single strategic idea for Disney and is oblivious to bigger changes in media. Probably smart of him right now because he don't want his ideas stolen. Yeah, well, according to them, he has no ideas. All his ideas, they've already done those ideas. Really? Which seems to me to say that he has the same ideas that we've been having <laughs> so i think he belongs on this board i think so so is this like a make disney great again no not quite because they're not seeking to oust the ceo mm-hmm. he says he's fine with bob being there right sure but we'll get to what he wants we'll get to what he wants coming up but no this isn't a save disney campaign it's the closest i think we've had since then but this is something the man just wants a seat can a man get a seat? Man should get a seat. Billion dollars Disney stock can't even sit down. Man does Terrible. do business. Now. Man do business. She should be able to have a seat talking business. So uh, his candidacy is opposed by the company's proposed slave directors, which includes a gentleman by the name of Mark Parker. Who knows who Mark Parker is? Mark Parker. Mark Parker. Oh, is that Peter Parker's dad? No, it's Sean Parker that created. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Is that well, Trey Parker's cousin? Parker's yeah. brothers? Is that, is, that, <laughs> yeah. brother. is that the game game yes. board people? His yeah. brother created Monopoly. Oh, no. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Parker is who we're talking about here, and he's the executive chairman of Nike. Oh, oh, swoosh. Okay, cool. yes, swoosh. So, Just do it. 
he has been newly appointed as the person to succeed Suzanne Arnold as board chairman for the Disney board. Now, immediately, I'm like, so this guy, the, the Nelson Peltz guy, doesn't know anything about media, direct-to-consumer streaming, but the shoe guy does? I'm not quite what, sure. What, Iger a weatherman? <laughs> Iger was I a weatherman. Yes. Yeah, but go. he did at least have some TV experience. I mean, granted, streaming wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing all that crap. He was crap, just on it, I guess. Yeah. This sounds like the same business model, though, this band would have. Just buy him some talent, put him in a commercial. There you yeah. go. Go. Shoes. Shoes. Apparently, Susan reached her 15-year mark as board as a board member, which is the maximum stint permitted under company bylaws, which I had no idea about. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Even hearing about this. I didn't uh, realize uh, you could age out of board, but I guess, I guess that's me cool. Me either, but I mean, the, apparently there's bylaws. Bylaws for a reason. Bylaws be bylaws. Exactly. So, Disney shareholders will vote on directors at their next annual meeting, which is usually held right around uh, March, and uh, Tryon believes that Quote, unquote, Disney is a company in crisis and faces many challenges that weigh on the company's investment prospects. We believe that these challenges are primarily self-inflicted and need to be addressed. So, let's so they get, want an intervention. Like, uh, you're killing yourself yes. over here at Disney? Exactly. Why are you doing this to yourself? They want to talk about what Disney has done to them, and hopefully they can wake up and, and step up and do better. So some of the specific areas that Pelts was critical of was, one, poor corporate governance. Okay, I can see a that. lot of words, a lot of words. Yeah, there. Yeah. That Let's break that down. That hurts. One, <laughs> failed secession planning. Oh, okay. Right at the tip top of that. Okay. That's a pretty hard one to argue against. To argue against. Mm-hmm. Disney has had a succession problem for quite some time now. And uh, we can get to that later, uh, I suppose. Two, over the top compensation. Mm. In other words, mm. executives giving themselves ridiculous bonuses. Think oh, Abigail yeah. Disney. Yeah. Oh, I think the PR guy for uh, JPEG. Oh, yeah. And lastly, and a shareholder engagement process that Tryon called among the worst, if not the worst, of all the companies we have ever interacted with. Hmm. So they don't engage with their shareholders, Disney. Disney freezes them out, apparently. Or they ask them questions on the surveys that they know the answer to. Exactly. That's what they do. They, they give the shareholders the exact same surveys they give us when we go to the parks. <laughs> right. <laughs> the share, your, your, your park experience is super awesome, wickedly awesome, totally awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so his second bone of contention there is poor strategy and operations. So what does that mean? Well, A, a flawed direct-to-consumer strategy. Now, what do we mean by direct-to-consumer strategy? Like the VHS direct-to-video? Streaming. Oh, streaming. Streaming, in other words. Yes. Trans called Disney's direct-to-consumer strategy flawed despite reaching similar revenues as Netflix and having a significant IP advantage. IP being intellectual property, property, just in case. Two, lack of cost discipline. Hmm. They don't oh, know how to rein in those yeah, damn yeah. costs. Mm-hmm. Three, and my favorite, using parks to, to subsidize streaming losses. What? Yeah, yeah big no. And I know all of you out there are like the devil you say. <laughs> You've heard that before. But they're very clear in stating that they're not for aggressive price increases at the expense of the customers. They want to ensure customers get real value across all business lines. Dang Bullsh- so, they ain't great. What part of bullshit? So you they're think Nelson and them are lying? They're not. They're not worried about this. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, oh, Disney, not consumer. Oh. 
passing the cost on to the consumer. Oh, yeah, no. Balance oh, yeah. off everything else. They do that all the time. That's what yes. Nelson is calling yes. him out on yes. here, and that's what he's taking uh, umbrage with. We felt it. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, We've know. been feeling it for a long, long time. This goes back way further than this. this goes I back feel to, it. feel it. This goes back to when the numbers were good. And then lastly, the third thing that they have a problem with is poor capital allocation. What does that mean? Like money, not, they're not assigning yeah, money we're in not, the places? They're not spending the money in the right places. Yeah. So uh, uh, they cite deteriorating returns on incremental investments. Ouch. So they're not getting returns on the things that they're putting their money into. Mm-hmm. Questionable mergers and acquisition judgment. Oh. oh. Fox? There you go. I was going to yeah. say, do we even need to say what that's about? Uh, oh, is that right? I was right? Yeah, no, of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, Pell specifically, one of his biggest issues is a $71.3 billion acquisition of Fox in 2019. We did wonder about that when we first reported on that news. Yeah. Like, we thought that was an insane amount of money back then. Uh, according to Pulse, he said that that acquisition put the company, quote unquote, through the ringer financially. Mm. So, through the ringer. Through the ringer. Mm. Now, Disney has countered that the Fox assets have played a critical role in helping the company transition to streaming. And also, they said that part of the reason why Disney Plus was an out-of-the-gate success was because it offered The Simpsons, who came along as part of that Fox deal. Hmm. Hmm. I don't buy that for a single solitary second. Yeah, I don't buy that either. Yeah, that, that didn't bring me on board. I would think... By the time they got The Simpsons, The Simpsons were long since everyone had seen every good episode of The Simpsons and had long since stopped caring. So I, I think that that's a little bit of BS. But that's their questionable mergers and acquisition judgment position. And then lastly, increase leverage. In other words, eliminating the 50 plus year dividend. And so uh, that's where it gets a little heady. Uh, so let's explain that a little bit. Basically, a dividend is a sum of money paid quarterly by a company to its shareholders. Now, because dividends are issued to shareholders out of a company's retained earnings, during financial hardships, a struggling company may choose to suspend dividend payments to prever- preserve its financial reserves for future expenses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. okay. Yeah, it's like so, saying, I'm, yeah, when, I'm, when business is tough, you know, don't take the bonus. Yeah, well... Some executives are still taking a bonus. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. But the shareholders, they don't get that quarterly dividend. Yeah. No oh, dividends. Okay. Bonuses, yay, dividends, boo. Oh, okay. Right. I'm, I'm yeah, with you now. You, yes. don't get that, you don't get that back unless the shareholders are like, oh, maybe we'll reinvestigate. Yeah, they but get that's their what, bonuses. That's what they want. We now, don't get our bonuses. I'm sure there are business majors out there screaming at me right now like I'm not explaining it good enough and deep enough, whatever. But I'm doing my best. You're hitting I'm the surface, best. but you're hitting the surface I'm just trying. right. That's, you know, that's what it send is. Send us an email. My whole issue yeah. with that world is like if you can't put it in plain language, so that the regular person can understand it, then there's there's something built there to make it un give a give the people that are not in that world uh, a less of an advantage. It's like you're hiding it. You're right. hiding it. Yeah, exactly. That's why the rich stay rich. In that, that corporate speak, like if you yeah. it is read yeah. like yeah. Iger's original responses, is like yeah, they don't have the correct blah 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 for the micro ecosystem that we're like it's it's all like just superfluous that. You just lost in it and long since stopped caring. And that's one of the reasons why I can't. I, I don't like business type stuff. Is if you can't tell me in plain language, and I'm talking about a simple language to where a person on the street who's not a business major or whatever, or a simple or a working class person can easily understand. Then I mean, you're hiding something. Well, that's because yeah, that's because you're an artist, and artists understand. Like, look, you want to communicate your ideas and your perception as quickly and effectively as you possibly can. With them, it's 
hide the hide intent. it all. Well, yeah, it's it like all. it's hide it so that you can have the leeway to make it do what you want it to do in the end. Well, if you think that's confusing, wait until you see not like you're going to present this, but the math that they use to break the dividends off to stockholders is is crazy. Oh like, yeah, I didn't have time to put yeah. all that. Oh, yeah, I was, I was told there's here. no math no, on this. Podcast. No, no, there's no math. No, <laughs> I, was, I just I was, there's no math on this. A podcast. long time ago, all I right. took a course. I, I barely passed it. I was like, thank God, I want a piece of that again. <laughs> but the math is really complicated. Like you can figure out how to make the Delorean go back in time before you figure this stuff out because they don't want you to know it. They don't want the stockholders well, to get their piece. They make, make it advantageous to the people that don't understand it. Yeah. But pass it off as like high fluting language. But the, but the Pelz's point, he has a great point. Pelz's point. Yeah, Pelz's point. Pelz's yes, point. There you go. Pelz's point. Well, anybody who's been to Disney recently can see that a lot of what he's saying is an issue. Now, here's the thing you should know about Pelz is that he kind of has an, a history of doing this. Yes. Yes. He's waged successful proxy battles against Procter & Gamble. Hines, he lost one against DuPont. That one he did lose. But he wouldn't be doing this if he didn't think he could get the job done. But he's turned businesses so, around before. He, right. he did it with like a, uh, with like a Dollar General, that kind of business. I think he like runs that. Wendy's. And Wendy's. He did Wendy's. Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dollar General. But yeah. I mean, the man is not an idiot. Right. He, he, again, he wouldn't be wasting his time with this if he didn't think that there was a chance that he can pull this off. Well, this is the crowd jewel. Yes. Well, also, Mr. Peltz, something that to be noted here, and this is uh, where it really kind of gets interesting, is that Mr. Peltz is a longtime friend of Ike Perlmutter, who is 80 years old. He's a very, very old man. It's a Marvel guy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's Marvel a Bigley. chairman yeah. and former CEO of Marvel Entertainment, as well as a significant Disney shareholder in his own right. Now, Perlmutter supposedly hates Bob Iger. Ooh. Does anybody over here remember why? I don't remember why, but didn't he broker that deal to sell it to them? Yes, he did. There, that was, was that the deal. Some over that? Was yes. It, so, no, no. No, it wasn't. A, okay. See, Perlmutter used to oversee Marvel's movies, but Iger took that responsibility away from him in 2015. Okay. Because why? Kevin Feige was uh, not liking having to report to Perlmutter, and he felt like I'm not getting the freedom to operate as I would like to operate he ain't and do enough. what I want to do. I remember this. Now you're talking. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so according to Iger, and Iger wrote this in his book, I believe, that Perlmutter wasn't into diversity and was against films like Black Panther and Black Widow because it didn't feel like, a, like an action female Rude. hero would draw any money. And so Iger kind of painted him as being a little bit behind the times in terms of Diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Old white man, executive in charge. Not able to forecast, if you will. Meanwhile, others who know him say that he could care less about discrimination nor diversity. He just cares about what he thinks is going to make money. (laughs) So there is a sense of, okay, there was two ways it could have gone. And Iger chose Feige over Perlmutter. Mm. And so, yeah. Because Perlmutter, he's been a poor man and a rich man. He chose rich every time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah! Well, that's an Iger saying, I believe. But oh, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. That's true, yeah. I could, I've been yeah. a weatherman and a rich man. <laughs> I've been a weatherman <laughs> and a rich man. I wanted to rate every time. Now, Disney has stated uh, that the board has had conversations with uh, Mr. Peltz, but found that he has no strategy, no operating initiatives, no new ideas, and no plan. So no that's, class. <laughs> yes, and as uh, Donald from Fat Out, which he said, no "Welcome aboard, so yes. <laughs> you'll fit right in." <laughs> so that's really huh. the long and veiny of it. That's a good 
summary of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. And this is just getting started, guys. Yeah. We've got a lot to look forward to. It's like a Royal Rumble. It really <laughs> is. And that's why I'm like, you know what? We need to kind of touch on this a little bit. And if we don't understand it, we need to try and understand it because this is just starting. Well, we know Emma Weekends that'll help us understand it. Oh, yeah, sure. of course. Of course. Yes. Right essays. If the annual meeting isn't until March, we've got at least, what, two more months of this? Ugh. Ugh. It's going to be something. Let's talk about Universal. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. We Nintendo did last world. week. Yeah, 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 yeah we can do week. it again. Yeah, we can do no, it. What you talking about? If these guys start throwing chance and stuff over IP and stuff, I'm in. I want to see where this. You want to see? So Marvel grew to business Marvel grew. Plus, <laughs> I want to see where this goes. That that'll be a new segment for Eli. So, what do y'all think of everything that he had to say? What do you think he was right about? What do you think he was wrong about? Definitely right about the price gouging. Well, there was a lot of stuff mm. that he's right about. He's, yeah. totally, he's totally right about that. The leadership issue, you can't go wrong with that. Right. Like you said, the acquisitions that was made and how they financially impacted Disney to where they're sucking the money out of us poor consumers for extra ticket money yeah. to, to fix their own problems that they did. They didn't ask us, you mm-hmm. know, right? Fox didn't. Land on us, you know how that goes. Yeah, so. all those surveys you got, you never got one that said, "Hey, w- is it cool if we buy Family Guy and The Simpsons?" Right. Never got that survey. <laughs> Would you like to chip in for that? Right. Is that does that fit in Disney? Like, what is the the Simpsons or Family Guy or the Predator <laughs> or Die Hard? What is any of that? What? Where's the Disney in that? It's just not. Oh, why aren't why aren't you doing something with it? Well, and that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, like if you're gonna own it, like why do you own it if you can't if you're not gonna do something with it just to sit on a shelf they you know they've tried to do something like they they got home alone that fox deal didn't they but then they made a crappy home alone movie with there was no macaulay Culkin. there was no like if you're gonna do something like that at least like do like hbo did with the the christmas story bring back the original cast do as much with it as you can and make it a big deal they did it with some knockoff kid knockoff burglars nothing that evoked the original (laughs) in any way shape or form or would have gotten any buzz i mean they just I think also part of it is that Disney just kind of playing a cheap. That's their problem right now. I mean, my God, you saw that they've G23. spent so much money. Yeah. yeah, I think his his secession criticism was really, really fair. I thought that was spot on. I mean, say what you will, but I mean, my God, Michael Eisner did walk away. Bob Iger has not been able to walk away from Disney. He just can't do it. And we, we talked about this before, all the different successors that were coming along, including the guy, Tom Staggs, that saved his life that one time when he was choking to death. And all of them, all of them, Iger was like, no, nah, he's not the guy. Nah, he's guy. Not the, the one guy that he thought was the guy just so happened to coincide with, whoa, wait, 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 wait. COVID's hitting next week. I'm done. I'm out. I'm stepping down. Let me put this guy in charge. When direct-to-consumer stream, direct streaming stuff, that, that was where they were going with it. That was their business model. What the hell did Bob JPEG know about that? If that was what you were investing your money in, that was, like, what did Bob JPEG know about that? So I think that is a good criticism because I do think that the next, I mean, if the next guy to run Disney or girl, whoever it is, but, I mean, it sounds like that Mark Parker dude might even be in there. Like, I don't want the dude who ran Nike, <laughs> who made shoes, to be evaluating stuff that we care about. Like, <laughs> we'll have the most awesome products on the market. I was going to say, you have some great commercial of Bo Jackson running down Main Street with fireworks <laughs> going off. It'll be the best set of popcorn buckets you'll ever see in your life. Oh, my God. People are ducking off figment buckets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Bo knows Disney. Yeah, yeah. Any popcorn bucket will have a swoosh. Just ride it. <laughs> Swish. Just Swish. ride it. 
Yeah. Just right. Just right. Yeah, you're you're right in the sense that he wants to bring us I mean, you can't really put a price on magic. This is my opinion strictly. You can't put a price on magic. But it does sound like he's at least saying, here's a chance to one, make it affordable for the average public. Like you talk about like what all the price talking about pelts or you talking about Bob? Pelts. No, no, no. But then with the leadership part, yeah, I agree with you. If you can't get another person who runs business to bring the magic back to this business, this person would have to be a very good hybrid, like someone that understands how Disney, what Disney meant to them. And that's kind of what Pelts kind of says, like for his mission is like, that's all he wants. He just wants one year to kind of talk John to them. John <laughs> bring him back. But yeah. You know, Ooh, good luck with that one. Yeah, no. Who wants a hug? Huh? <laughs> hug away, baby. Yeah, but I think Pixar's a lost cause at this point anyway. That that's again, that's another major critique on Iger, mm. which is that he killed every brand he bought. Oh I yeah. Mean, he milked yeah. it for everything it was worth until it was nothing left. And, and and you're seeing that like Pixar's a dead brand. Mm-hmm. Again, no one really knows that anymore. Star Wars is about as I mean, best you can get is some kind of spin off T V series out of him. I mean Botched the new trilogy. Marvel's, Marvel's dying on the vine. Marvel's right there on its My way. God, have y'all seen the new trailer for Quantum Mania? I, I think we I tried to watch some of that. Ant Man, Quantum Mania. They they released a new trailer. They might as well called it Kang. Dot 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 dot. Oh, and the third Ant Man. <laughs> because it's like they want you to understand now. Okay, we're gonna we're, we're sorry. We're finally gonna give you a villain that you can kind of believe in because the trailers are ninety percent Kang. It, it really is like they're trying to make up because they know they kind of botched this. They did, yeah. There was the that's like the first time Kang's been in anything since right. uh, Loki. Loki. And I know, like, who wants to see, like, it already cheapens Kang at the first Avenger he's going well, he's gonna mess with is, is, is Ant-Man. Ant-Man. The, I mean, my God, before that it was Loki. <laughs> like, come on, can we get a big fish? Someone? Any can, fish. Yeah. Yes. And he can... A fish called Wanda. Yeah, yeah. Fish no, Wanda. It's definitely, no, it's, he's definitely worth a team up movie. Fish called Wakanda. Fish called Wakanda. Yes. I mean, like, for all of you uh, out there man. who are critical of, of, of Michael Eisner or have been in the past, I'll say this at least he didn't max out the Disney credit card, suck all the value out of a Disney vacation, and pretty much leave his successor with a mound of financial issues. Like Bob Iger did to Bob Chapek. Chapek, yeah. I mean, it's awful. It really is awful what we've seen Disney become. And I don't blame this dude for questioning this leadership going forward and being like, okay, look, you can be here, but I ain't filing for no more Iger banana in the tailpipe stuff. You got to be out in two years. I want you gone, and I want a successor worthy of the of the job. I don't want somebody that you handpicked. You've you've proven that you cannot do that effectively. Yeah. You don't even want to put in the guy that saved you from choking. <laughs> Imagine if that guy went back in time and was like, you know what? Leave that dude alone. <laughs> Where about him? I mean, this thing over I here. I bet you if he had an Infinity Stone, he would. He probably would. Exactly. I, I just want to play a little bit of the devil's advocate. This is all very good. You know, like it sounds good. I think we should do this. I, you know, I want to bring this back. I want to bring that back. But it does not necessarily mean he has a plan to do so. Oh, um, we're not saying he doesn't. And so that's why I'm. I think that maybe 
part of the criticism is that, okay, that's, I mean, it's very easy for you to say, we should do this. We should bring jobs back to America and we should, and, but what's your real plan to do that? And I don't know if that's even his job as being on the board. I don't no, know, I understand I, how that works. No, I'm with you. I think it is his job. being If you're sitting there, like the easiest thing in the world to do is criticize. What we're doing right here is fairly easy, easy to criticize. It's hard to come up with a solution to the problem. So you're right in that sense. But at the same time, when the people who are still in charge are the people who cause the problem, you're trusting them to fix it. Why not give this guy a seat? Why not listen to his ideas? Can't be any worse than what we've been doing thus far. Yeah, I'd like to see what the actual ideas are for doing that. I think if I think if I knew that, or if, if and again, maybe that's not the time yet to when he gets on the board. That's when he's going to implement these plans. Sure. I would like to at least know, like, okay, you're saying you want to, you know, t- I, the main thing that I take away from this is that. Disney is relying on the parks to carry the company. That's at exactly this point. it. And I totally agree with that, 100%. Well, I don't, that's I don't why agree with that. No. You don't agree that that's what they're doing? No, I agree with that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. I don't agree with that strategy. I think that no, they've no, no, exploited yeah. the parks at every exactly. turn. They've drained their existing loyal customer base. Uh, they, they've, they've taken them by the ankles. They've shaked every last penny out of their pocket. They've, they've used us. They've overcharged us. They've, they've pretty much ran some of us off. Yeah. So I agree and, with that 100%. Yeah. The question again is, how do you fix that? Other than lowering prices, which you cannot just simply lower prices for the sake of lowering prices. Well, we were talking about this last week. We were like, uh, the, the whole idea that all those changes came up had to mean something, and now we're starting to see it. Yeah. They knew this was coming, and, and they knew that all this information was going to be put out there, and so that, that was not coincidental, and that's why they threw out all that low-hanging low fruit, like, oh, you're going to get your free photos if you go to Disneyland. If you go to Disney World, you'll get it, but if you buy Genie Plus, but we'll give you back your free parking... All that really, yeah, really superficial stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's. I yeah. mean, the, the, and and really, he has to get in so he can understand how their system works, like how intricate it is. Because you can't really come up with a solution if you don't know the true depths of the problem, you know. So yeah, I say give him a shot. It ain't no, it, it can't hurt anymore. And what's already being taken out your pockets already. And this guy, it's not like this guy came out to old folks. So I was like, hey, give me a shot so I can get some balloons and get on the house and fly away. I mean, this guy has dealt with business before. He He's not, a, you know, that much of a of a kook, if you will. And this, the thing about Iger that really ticks me off with all this is that, you know, he never contributed to any growth of the parks whatsoever. He's stolen all this money from the from the parks to IPs put towards his individual investments into in properties that he ultimately ended up destroying and in 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 a, in a park that he never really grew all that much never really added all that much capacity to you know which is why we're all bumping into each other every single time we go there there's no individual creativity at Disney anymore they they keep he keeps using that word uh creatives but there's no creatives over, over there anymore imagineers are just Asset managers. Yeah. They just manage assets. They just, we have Moana. How do we stick her in a park? Well, we can create an old rod and she can do, no, 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 that's too much money. How do we, uh, Journey of Water? We, say we, we can put fountains? <laughs> Call it Moana? <laughs> what, is, what about that? <laughs> Once there was a fountain, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, what about another? We need, we need more tracks. The 50th. Well, what do we have overseas that we've already built that we don't have to invest any more money in because we already know how to do it? Oh, bring in Tron, bring in Ratatouille nothing that they've done has been imaginative in the parks, in my opinion, whatsoever. I mean, well, I'd say even in the movies too. Yeah. And in the movies, that, that's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, you want to take that, you want to fix the thing. You got to shore up the other thing that this whole company was based built on. And that's the thing. When they acquired Pixar, 
there were still three or four or five good movies left in the bank like that, that they had worked on. But once it became a Disney and Disney had owned them for so long, it was just unnecessary Pixar sequel after unnecessary Pixar sequel after unnecessary Pixar sequel. And then a bunch of movies you could give a damn less about. And Coco. <laughs> and Coco. <laughs> it Coco, yeah. Same thing with Marvel. Like, you know, it's like, okay, we had all this. We had this plan. Now we reached into this plan. Time for a new plan. Diversity and inclusion. That's our plan. Yeah, phase four. Well, I'm sorry. Diversity and inclusion doesn't make up for a lack of a story. Can can You can have as much diversity and inclusion as you want. It's not going to make it a better story. Story first. Always story first. Well, that's what they're known for. That's what, no. That's what it used to be. Now they just regurgitate what they think you like until they, you are sick of it. And you're like, wait a minute, this is BS. And then you walk away. You know, uh, he says a lot of the right things uh, that uh, a lot of us have said, or the Disney fan community uh, is what I mean. Uh, we've, but, you know, I'm always, uh, regardless of they're businessmen or politicians, I'm always skeptical. Only because, like, you know, um, they're, they're always hiding something. Or there's always some kind of agenda that's behind it all. Oh, sure. So, I mean, I appreciate the fact that he's he's holding their feet to the fire, hopefully, maybe, or has a position to. But at the same time, like, what else? Uh, what, you know, what's the unknown we don't know here? Well, I think with him, he wants his dividends back for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there you that, go. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's in for a long con, if you had to guess. All right. So, we're the Disney board directors. We heard his pitch. We've heard Disney's response. Do you let him on? Well, this is, we're this the share. I'm this sorry. Let me. Well, let me I'm about to say the, the board. Share. That yeah. was the board's response. Board, yeah. The board is saying, "Don't let this dude on by any means." No, not him. We're the shareholders, though. We can still vote him on. Would you vote him on? I would vote him on. I would. I would need more. I, I would need to know more about this guy. Mm, yeah, I'd be in the middle again. I, I think it's easy to talk a good game when you already know. It's easy to say, "Oh, you know, here's the problems." We all the problems are up on the surface, mm-hmm. so it's easy to just say, "Like, oh, here's here's what I want to fix." But I need to know what your plan is to fix it before I can feel comfortable to say, okay, yes, that, that fits with this company and that, that's a good direction. So mm-hmm. I'd be hesitant. I'm with Eli. I would just, I would hire the dude and just say the hell with it because, yeah, I just don't see, I appreciate the idea that there's just a guy out there who's willing to say what it is. So long we hear Disney corporate speak and they sit there and they tell us, we're like, this sucks, this isn't good. And then you hear the algorithms and it's all the best thing in the world and Disney is maximized. I mean, we've known for a while that the park, even before COVID, we knew that there was a problem. Now it's coming to pass that, that there's really not much to go back to Disney for right at this point. I'm not excited about Toronto. We talked about this last week. So I would just... I like the idea that there's somebody on that board that Bob Iger does not want on that board. That's exactly <laughs> I yeah. like the idea yeah. that go, they're going to hold his feet to the fire and it's going to help keep him honest in some kind of sense. Of the word. Whether his solutions get taken upon or not, we've already had enough bad ideas. Do we think Bob Iger is just going to wake up in the middle of the night and suddenly have a good one out of nowhere? I mean, his only good ideas has been, buy, I like it, buy it. Buy it. I like it, buy it. I like it, buy it. So I, that's what I would say. Yeah, I give him. I would give him a shot. It it can't hurt. He's proven himself as a businessman, and the sheer fact that he knows what the consumer is saying, and he understands it from like a business perspective. But he knows that he can't be the guy that brings Disney out of the thing. He just knows that he can help try to push it forward. So yeah, let the guy see if there's some intricacies of the system that he could fix because he can't give you a plan. If he doesn't know how things work, he has to see it, and they, they won't let him see it. Yeah. Having said that, I'm not going to lose any sleep if he doesn't get elected. Yeah, this <laughs> is true. Yeah. I'm not going to bug me one way or the other, but I mean, I need something to hope for for Disney, because two more years under Iger? Really? Like, 
we're all just sitting around, just fingers crossed, like there's more good stuff coming, right? Y'all, y'all gonna do something else, right? I don't know. I don't see anything on the horizon. Once, I I'm not. I'm not. I don't have fingers crossed. I'm just sitting, waiting and watching. Well, once, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Once Tron opens, what's on the horizon at Disney? What is there to look forward to in the next five years? I mean, nothing's been announced. We know that. Well, we yeah, know that, it takes that, them forever. Yeah, there's nothing been announced for that. Nothing's been announced. Nothing, it, we know it takes that. them forever to build anything. Seven years to get a Tron coaster. They're already building a different park. I mean, beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're gonna go beyond the mountain that's the thing you know because that was gonna be my proposal for a show like let's talk about what we would like to put beyond that mountain or let's go ahead and talk about bathroom whether or not we were <laughs> <laughs> kevin there's never enough bathrooms for kevin be the biggest bathroom. that's right toilet land the best <laughs> bathroom <ever. laughs> where you get to book in my. advance your seating it's my wife and, and yes. there's nobody else in there and it's a bathroom to yourself water park yes oh, no where, where the toilet paper is in a reasonable amount of reach <laughs> and that's, that's kind of awesome stupid. yeah that's awesome. Well, thank you yeah but i'll digress well we'll I'll revisit that later yeah no that's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I, I i wanted to, to do that but it's hard to get geeked up about it because you know it's not gonna happen no yeah yeah we can armchair imagineer all day but it's I think harder these the, days. It's yeah, harder. I think with this company, it's just it's more or less just a wait and see now, as opposed to what we have been doing. And you know, we may look at other companies that are doing things like oh, I don't know, maybe like Universal stuff. <laughs> maybe chat about them every now and then. Yeah, knocking it out of the park. About the, the, talk about the tortoise every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I think it's all accountability. You know, it's it's like uh, you know, you're slowly losing the top of the mountain. <laughs> If they haven't already lost it. I mean, look, do I think Universal will ever reach the heights? Like I said, I think Disney's got IP in its back pocket that it could pull out that would be better than Nintendo World. Anytime that they felt like pulling it out and saying, like, we can do this, we can. But if they don't pull it out, no one gets any. And then they, we all know they've stopped creating new stuff. They don't create new movies that really resonate. When they do do new stuff, it's for diversity and inclusion's sake, not for good storytelling, not for making iconic characters that you remember and you love and movies that you got to see 80,000 times over. No, 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 no. They don't do that anymore. Who are the good storytellers nowadays? And I'm not just talking about for Disney, but for anybody. It's like when you think of... Like who writes good stories now? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like are they all going through the same film school and learning the same bullshit? You know, they're all within that frame of mind instead of somebody that's out the box. Well, I think like we said before, it's like Disney. They, they again, they keep pumping up this idea of creatives, but there's no creatives over there. It's a machine. It, it, it's a machine that you plug into, and there's so many levels that you got to get through to get your idea done and so many things that you got to hit did you get the right amount of these people and did you hit these marks and is this familiar enough to people to grasp i mean when you if you think about it i mean you go to the magic kingdom what what are the top five rides in the magic kingdom right now what pirates haunted mansion space mountain big thunder mountain seven and doors seven doors mine train which is yeah. fair mm-hmm. yeah. four of those have no ip attached to them can you imagine disney doing something like that right now uh that'd be rough they they can't because they don't. They can't. They would never. They would never dare dream of doing something like that. Well, that's because they they have business creatives are different than creative creatives. Right. Well, you know, that's, and that's, that's what I'm a big, That's a big problem. That's yeah. why I have no faith in it. Like you know, we, when they did the whole thing with uh, Animal Kingdom, we could go ahead and redo Dino Land, and here's we're gonna put Moana, and we're gonna put Zootopia, and all stuff like that. I'm like, how about you just put friggin' Beastly Kingdom back there? How about you just do that? I mean, that was a pretty cool concept. That's probably what that land needs, and it would keep it on theme and keep it exactly where, you know, what you call people would, 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 would 
guy to go there. And then you, when that succeeds, then you make the movie based on that. But no, 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 no. We can't put anything in there unless it's already based on something that's pre-existing. So that's right. we're safe on that bet. thing. Yeah. Safe bet. Yeah. Safe bet. These are gamblers you deal with. I mean, with. we're creators ourselves, but we work with no boundaries. And that's the difference between us and like business creatives. Business creatives have to work within a restriction. Sometimes you need to let the mind go so that you can come up with something I mean, uh, you hear stories that you know. You hear stories of Walt just having ten million ideas. Even Eisner have ten million ideas. They may not all be great. Some of them may work out, and somebody may make it financially work. But at the same time, he had the he he was unrestricted. So what you're saying is that as you see, imagination is best when it's set free. Yes. Ah, absolutely. Go I figure. I've heard that somewhere before. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your nap. And here we are in guest services, and this is the segment in which we get to service you, the listener. And we have had some emails come in, but we're gonna we have time for one, and we'll address the other ones in subsequent shows for sure, if not for its own show. Yeah, we address more of y'all when y'all come in, but we just talk too much, and we don't want to make y'all be here forever. Exactly. All right, so this one comes from Greta K. Long time listener. She's been in this. Yeah, we've heard this name before. Not Gretna. Not Gretna. No, okay. there's no N in I was just there. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what Lee works. Yes. <laughs> this is Gretta. Gretta. And she says, hi, everyone at Magic Garway, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. We had a real fun trip that was in the works for 15 months to Walt Disney World from November 29 to December 4th. My husband and I are teachers, and our kids are in fourth and sixth grade, so it wasn't easy to take a few days off of the work week and school after Thanksgiving, but you only live once, so we did it. Damn straight. I hear that. You guys, good for yes. And I do understand, yeah, it's kind of tough when you're in education, but I'm glad you're able to make that work. Especially when everybody else is still in school. (laughs) Yes. That's the best time to go. And she continues to say, I always enjoy listening to your podcast and your suggestions. I've also been to Disney World a lot over my 40 years, so I just wanted to share some of the highlights, new things that I've never done at the parks. Oh, cool. All right, fellow 40-year-old. Yay. <laughs> Although I think we're on the other end of that spectrum. We're getting at least, there. Yeah, we're getting quickly. there. Yeah. At least kind of surpassed that, I think. Oh, yeah. Lee's on the other <laughs> side like, come on over. Across the <laughs> It's Come here. play with me, Kevin and Danny. and. <laughs> 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 Well, she uh, she numbers her points that she's going to make, so I appreciate that. So we'll start with number one. Okay. Good number place one to start. is, since we didn't get to ride Rise of the Resistance in Disneyland last February, we waited 45 minutes, the posted time was 75 minutes, mm. for the ride, and it was well worth it. I never watched any ride-through videos, and I'm glad I didn't. My husband and I agreed this was the best ride of the trip. I would wait 45 minutes for that ride. Anytime. 45 minutes is no nothing problem. in that ride. Yeah. Easy. I've no ridden that ride four to five times by now, and I'd still wait 45 minutes Absolutely. to ride it again. Yeah, that's easy. And that's funny that she said the posted time was 75, and she only waited 45. That's kind of when my trip went. Yeah, yeah. they always lie yeah, about they that. They fluff it. But hey, trust them. They're, they're working on new things, and <laughs> everything's going to work out fine. New time boards? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to give you more accurate times. All right, number two. She says, my kids and I got into the virtual queue at 7 a.m. for Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. We were in group 100 and got called around 2.30. I was nervous about getting ill because I'd heard mixed reviews, but I loved it. Really? Yeah. Our song was Run, Run, Rocket, a play on Run, Run, Rudolph. Oh, they oh, went the holiday Christmas time. version. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's, that's Me cool. either. Run, Run, Rudolph. How's that go? Run, Run, Rocket. Da, na, 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 na
Sam, tell him how you take him. Tell him he can take the freeway. Yeah. Oh a, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that? Johnny B. Good. What's his name? Oh, Johnny Chuck B. Good Berry. Guy? Chuck Berry. That's what I was gonna say. Is it oh, Chuck Berry. You said Johnny B. Good. It was Marty McFly who originated it. I think yeah. Chuck oh, Berry yeah. stole it. Marvin yeah. Berry yeah. stole yeah. it. Marvin <laughs> Berry. It's it because of Chuck mom. Berry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chuck Berry. <laughs> well, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. All right, number three. She says I had never done Philhar Magic or the Enchanted Tiki Room. And oh, enjoyed those. Very nice. The enchanted wow. tiki room was very cute, and I could just see Walt's vision there. That's I, awesome. You know what, though? I mean, uh, I'm not sure if this was her situation, but tiki room, especially, is one of those things. Like you always see it, but you're like, oh, let's go get on uh, Jungle Cruise. Oh, you know, hey, we, we gotta go go to Pirates. We gotta do this. And so it's like, I didn't go on tiki room the first couple trips. You know, yeah, it's just hmm. yeah, it's just kind of like one of those things. Like, oh, what is it? I don't know. It just looks like some kind of show. Now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, I like it. That's mm-hmm. cool. Same thing yeah, with Philharmonic. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just a show. We'll, we'll, we'll do that later. Mm. And you kind of run out of time. That's a mistake. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. I'm glad oh, you got to enjoy great. that. She got to see the duck butt, apparently. Nice. Now, I remember like those are like the go-to. Like, when, so when we went with our neighbors and we went and we had what? We gave you a day to plan the trip. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. And we just showed up and we really didn't have any time for fast passes or anything like that because they were already all, uh, gone. That's how we navigated a day at the Magic Kingdom. You just bounced around from attractions like Phil Magic to the Tiki Room. I'm trying to think what else and off the top of my head. Shoot, you know those shorter attractions, those yeah. show t- uh, Country Bears. Oh, country, you know, yeah, just, all those little you shows. You walk yeah. in and Carousel kids progress. who had never been, yeah, for kids who had never been, it's like, oh wow, this is amazing. And they don't realize they're missing out on the big roller coasters and, and you know all that stuff. So yeah, it, it worked out well. Those, those shows that everyone kind of ignores that no, those those mean something. Yeah, when I was growing up, that was like a, st- a staple for me because like I was scared to go on the the big roller coasters. I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. I wasn't I wasn't a, a coaster fan until like in my teens. But when I was younger, my family used to go. You know, we'd go clockwise and we'd hit everything, every land. We always had lunch at Pecos Bills and da 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 da. da. Then we always had dinner at. Uh, where Cosmic Rays is now, whatever. I forget. I think it was called Tomorrowland Terrace. Okay. No, not Terrace. Not, no, Tomorrowland Terrace is still there. Yeah. Whatever what used to, the Cosmic Rays used to be called back in the day. Oh, God, it's been so I know. Somebody's probably screaming with their phones going, oh, there used to be this. And I was like, no, I can't remember. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. It used to be Pooh's Honey Pot. Yeah. So we do Buffet. all that, but we'd have everything along the way except for the big coasters. It was the noodle station. <laughs> but um, who yeah. remembers the noodle station? So, <laughs> I think there I might be a never open. I know. I always wanted to have a noodle. <laughs> but it was never open. Anyway, she continues. Number four, we rode Splash Mountain for the last time ever, and it oh, stopped. No. For her, it stopped for several minutes, more than once. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought we were going to be evacuated, but we made it through R.I.P. Br'er Rabbit. <laughs> they just had to get out and push. Well, at this point, it's like euthanasia, because they've let him go. Like, it that's, really... That's a shame, man. Yeah, they might... Uh, I mean, it's going out with a whimper. It really is. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. So I don't get it. It's like, you know, I, I don't care what people think about the IP. Yeah, whatever. You have your opinions. But isn't that just bad show anyway? It is. It, it is. But maybe the mindset is, is like, well, this is what people will remember about it. It's how terrible it is. So that way when we do this new revamp version, they'll be like, look how clean and pristine and oh, yeah. awesome it all is now. <laughs> Yeah, you'll fix it all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just, Maybe I don't know. That's part of the microeconomic business, whatever the friggin' eight syllable words that Bob Iger likes to throw out. Passam McQuaddy? Mm-hmm. What was that from Ben Nazar 6? Jeremy McQuaddy. Yeah, 
too long. Jamiroquai? Yeah, Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. Yeah. That was a good dance that boy did, too. <laughs> Apogee. Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Palachi. All right, number five. I had personally not been to Animal Kingdom since it opened in 1998. Oh, hmm. wow. Yeah. That's my, interesting. My kids and husband had never been. Oh, it was such a beautiful park. Yes, it is. We rode Expedition Everest twice and loved it. The theme for the Asia area was amazing. Yes, it mm. is. The Nemo show, the puppets, Kevin from Up, and characters on boats were also highlights. You know, I always liked that Kevin from thing walking around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like now when I hear Up and I hear Animal Kingdom, I cringe because I think of Flights of Wonder and who it uh, used to be and what they did to it. How awesome that was. <laughs> yeah. true. And they ruined it by putting was it uh oh the uh, oh what's his name Russell Russell and then yeah Russell's Bird Adventure yes uh, uh, that's but, crazy yeah yeah no it's cool seeing Kevin though walking around that's, that's yeah that is cool with the exception of Chester and Hester I mean Dino I mean Dinoland oh good lord Animal Kingdom is the best themed park not yeah. the best theme park the best. Themed. It is pretty. Uh, yeah, it's it's very, beautiful. very, very beautiful. Yes. I do like it. Yeah. I, I can just get lost. Park. Get lost yeah. there. Just just right. take my time and walk around and just Look. soak it in. Yeah, yeah it's immersive for yeah. sure. I could sit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to add an H to that last word because that's generally what you do. <laughs> uh, that too. <laughs> Whenever we that go too, to a park. Yeah. Yeah. And along with the other animals. Sure. Gotta let it go. Mm-hmm. All right, number six. Going to the resorts and seeing the theming decorations for Christmas is something I want to do more of. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. you do. We visited the Polly and the Wilderness Lodge during the trip, and both were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. In in their own right, even without the decorations. Oh, they're 100%. They're still spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the decorations just add to the splendor. Yeah. I hope you made it over to uh, Grand Ferretti. Let's check those out. That's oh, my God. Yeah, too. you know what? You're right. That's she didn't mention that. Christmas. And that is the biggest thing. Yeah. have to, yeah. Oh, she was on the monorail line at that point. Hopefully, she Maybe stopped. she did. She just didn't write it. Yeah. All right, number six. Last but not least, after not even seeing an available reservation at Ohana during the two months prior, we walked in on our last day at 4.45 p.m. and got in within 10 minutes. What? Nice. nice. Luck. Man, look at that. Buy a lottery ticket. She <laughs> says that she had a Lapu Lapu, which was an amazing way to end the trip. I should have had another. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. Now you know the wonders of the Lapu Lapu that we just speak of. You often. can never have enough. And again, pro tip, if uh, you hold on to that pineapple, it's a little less for the second one. Exactly. You <laughs> just get the refill. It, yes. Yeah. You just refill the same one. It's a little less. Mm-hmm. And she continues, I don't know when we will go back to Walt Disney World for this kind of trip because, like y'all, I feel completely priced out. Yeah. Yep. But we had a great experience the week after Thanksgiving. I wouldn't exactly say the crowds were light. It still seemed crowded to me, but nothing like the actual holiday weeks. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, because I've now become a Disneyland convert, good for you, the Magic Kingdom was my least favorite park of all four. That is, yes, that is a very astute observation. Yes, I could see that 100%. Yeah, I could totally too. I mean, Disneyland's just great. It is. It's, 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 the Magic Kingdom is nice for what it is. It's, it's, but it, Disneyland just does it so much better in such a concise, a more concise way. More concise way. That's correct. She rounds out by saying, and since I just said priced out, we're going back to California this coming February to visit my brother and we'll visit California Adventure where a one-day ticket with Genie Plus was $180, $184. Oof. 
I'm excited, but again, we're going to have to put a hold on any further Disney trips. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, since they, because we got this email before they announced that they're going to be those cheap Disneyland tickets, those 100 and, was it, $108 ticket? Oh, don't make me lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lie. Lie to me, Lee. I think it was $108 or something like that. So hopefully the price of that ticket has gone down a little bit. <laughs> now with Genie Plus, yeah, it's probably going to go back up again. But, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, and she finishes out by saying thanks again for your fun podcast. Hope you all had a great Christmas season. And she also sent some pics with this email. Too. Oh, did she? She did. I was, give me a second. I can show, share them on the. So here's some of the pictures that she did. Oh, it's on my phone. Oh, look at yeah, that. Oh, wow. On your phone. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. That's Animal Kingdom. For yep, sure, yeah. Animal Kingdom. And how about that? Can you see that one? Uh, Space Mountain? Barely. No, no, no. no, no, no. Um, uh, uh, Mission Space. No, God dang Spaceship it. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Space, right. space. It's space something. Yes. The story communication. Br'er Fox. I can tell him. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Br'er Fox is like a painting of some sort. Yeah. That looks cool. There they are by the Tree of Life. Nice. You can tell they like awesome. the Animal Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, that was very pretty. And that's it. That's oh, all awesome. Said. Well, yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, thanks for sending us pictures. That's always fun. Yeah, so Greta, thank you for writing and thank you for supporting our show. And uh, it's always good to see those vacation pics. And yeah, we definitely feel you about uh, the, you know being priced out and maybe have to not take go as often. So we feel in that one. But hopefully we'll all get a chance to get back at some time in the this not so distant future for sure. Yeah, and, and look, sometimes like missing out on a little bit of it is the best way to go ahead and do it because when you go back a few years later, it's like you the old saying, how can I miss you if you don't go yeah, away? Exactly. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. So thanks for writing in to us. And look, if you want to get in touch with us, guys, but people that haven't written in yet, we're going to tell you in just a few seconds how to do that. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. And look, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you will find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, if you want to get in touch with us like Greta did to share your thoughts about any trips you had or anything we might have talked about, you could do so through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com or call or send us a text message at 1815-MOWEEKEN. That is 1815 Mo Weekend 669-4226 And of course we have a couple of guys that do things outside of the podcast First of all we got Eli does things with comics What you got sir? Oh yes sir you can always visit the Ivory Comics website So www.ivorycomics.com You can see all the projects that I got there Such as Project Geisha Savages and the Molly Be Damned Of course there's a link to the Magic Highway Podcast, so you never miss a beat, an episode, joke, all that good stuff, because that's how Synergy works. Yeah. Facebook.com, you can find me there, Eli Chivery, as long as you're a real person, it's nice to meet you, but if you're bot, don't need to greet you, okay? I mean, I didn't, I didn't see them, I think, well, Lee would show me one from SparkBot. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds like an arsonist. In <laughs> <laughs> one piece of that, I'm scared. You can find me right there, Eli Chivery. Project Geisha, on Facebook, same thing. Facebook.com says Project Gation. Get some stuff there. Instagram, right there, posting up the hearts and the likes, EIV504. And of course, on Twitter, unless Mr. Musk has got rid of my profile, it can always be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, you're just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a vacation to any of the Disney properties or non Disney properties, because he can do that. You could do it through Lee. Lee, tell him how to do this. Yeah, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. 
on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. On Instagram, you got a friend in Lee Travel. And on TikTok, you got a friend in Lee. And if you do need that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no Hasselvika. In addition, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicaway.com. Plus, if you want to elevate your support of the Magic Away podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash magicarway. There you'll find six awesome tiers to support this show. And any way in which you can support this show is deeply appreciated. Thank you, Mr. Potato Ed. Yes. Yes, And sir. welcome back. Yes, sir. We also want to thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Ori Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, weekends, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with Benjamins and dividends. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got any others? Nope. That's all good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sorry. Tacos. Uh, nothing. <laughs> tacos and stockholders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tacos and different area codes. Yeah. I got tacos. With stock codes. Tata holders. Tacos. Hey, it's Lee from the Magic Our Way podcast, and when I'm not stuffing tacos down my throat, I'm listening to the Mad Hatter Radio. Adios, amigos.